everyone. Hi. Good evening. Good evening. We are very happy to meet you all through the virtual sacred space in our community. Um, it's uh, what day is it? The Wednesday. <laughs> it's Wednesday. <laughs> and a few days ago, we have sent you all an email to let you know how we are doing and especially in connection to all the revelations around Yogi Bhajan and VHO that have come to the surface over the past few months. And uh, we've been through a whole process um, in connection to that. And for now we have come to certain decisions, we wouldn't say conclusions, but decisions that feel valid for us right now. And since you are part of our of the online school and you're practicing with the videos that we share and you, some of you have been with us for quite a while, we feel it's very good to connect and to exchange and um, explore together. Yes. Because yeah. that's what it is, it's, it's an exploration. Yes, especially, I mean, in these days where we are at home and during the Corona lockdowns, um, it gives us a lot of time to really connect and to see and to do a deep research. So sometimes it also feels like it's all orchestrated, you know, it all yeah. comes together and it gives us the time to really look and sit and um, do the research. And feel. And feel especially. <laughs> feel, how does it feel for me? How does it feel for you? Um, yeah. yeah. So let me just explain you a bit what our idea is for tonight. Um, we um, we want to uh, take you a little bit through, explain you a little bit more about the process that we went through from the first time we found out about all these things, what happened, and all these um, yeah this whole journey. A little explanation about that, and then. Um, we want to answer your questions and look in uh, look ahead for as much as that is possible at this point in time but we feel it's very important to make it very clear to all of you that this is how we feel about it it's our point of view it's our reflection it's our decisions and that in no way means that you need to feel the same way about it all like we mentioned in the email on sunday is there are so many different ways to to handle these kind of situations and for each and every one of us there might be a different way to come out of it to solve it to drop it to continue i mean we are all human beings but we all take it in a different way so once again what we say counts for us and that doesn't mean you need to agree with us, right? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So yeah, we've been sharing on Sunday how we, what's our standpoint for now and it doesn't mean it's solid. I mean, in this, this moment, this is how we feel about it. This is what we discovered. This is what we know. This is what we can see. This is how it feels for us right now. And as we are running a school, we would like to give the direction 
to uh, to you and share where we stand so you yeah sh you know where we're heading and for us receiving so many loving feedback and loving support loving messages about the direction we're heading um, yeah it really feels good one to speak out and to say where we stand and to really say it from the heart although it's quite exciting and i must say it also que still feels quite vulnerable because it's um, yeah in a way it's quite a thing you know and it's uh, yeah i i really feel that we are going through this together and by exposing our doubts our uncertainty um, and our strength and our light and our decision i think it can be um, well it can be great it can be a benefit for many yeah because i think uh, what i feel what we need most in these times is honesty transparency authenticity and vulnerability because I think many of the issues that we are experiencing in our world right now stems from a lack of these values. So, uh, and that also brings me to why we decided to continue in the way we do right now, because these values for us are so, so important and they really come from our heart and we want to stay, uh, um, stay true. loyal to that. And, um, most first and foremost we share from from ourselves from our heart and in that sense the yoga is a means is a tool but what is most important for us is that it feels right for us because if there is like a a diversion in the heart from the heart to what we express if there is a diversion how could we express so that is why we we share what we share now. So let us speak a bit about how we got here, right? Yeah. So in 2015, uh, when I was, when I my, myself was, I was teaching Kundalini Yoga for a bit over four years at that point on a daily basis. It was the first time for me to come across the, the, the lawsuits of uh, Premka or Pamela Dyson and another woman called Kate Feld. And uh, I also found the article uh, from Maharaj to Mahantantric by Philip de Slip. Most, if, you're, if you've been following the whole unfolding, you've probably heard about these people. If not, if you're interested, then uh, these are things to look into. Uh, and I can tell you at that time, I was really shocked. I didn't know what to think about it. It really confused me. It really saddened me. It made me really upset. And I started to do more research at that time. And I found another book from a man called Trilo Chan Singh, who was very, very critical about Yogi Bhajan's um, way of integrating Sikhism and yoga. So yeah, that was a pretty tough cookie. <laughs> And uh, actually for a bit over two weeks, I didn't teach at all because I was so upset and I didn't know what to do. Um, 
But at that time, I felt so alone in that. I talked to some people about it, but they're like, yeah, well, these lawsuits have been around for forever. Uh, there are always people who are against uh, certain uh, people who are like po powerful or famous. Slender is always around. This woman was after money, la 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 la. Uh, of course, there is a pushback on Yogi Bhajan using Sikhism because it's controversial. Um, so, you know, I didn't really know where to go with all my questions. Uh, and then at one point I had to make a decision for myself that, yes, I, I loved teaching Kundalini Yoga so much. And I couldn't find the answers like in that sense. So I either had to decide for myself or I stop now or I continue. So I decided to continue and to really focus on why I love Kundalini Yoga so much and love teaching it so much, sharing it so much. And that pulled me through. And um, yeah. Why? Why? Why what? Why did why? it pull me, pull me through? No. Why did I love why it? Did you love, why do you love it? Well, why do I love Kundalini <laughs> Yoga? It's because it works. And uh, it's, a, it's a great tool. I wouldn't say it's a goal. It's a tool to help us overcome uh, trauma, uh, breakthrough stagnation that is in our body-mind system release emotions that we've been carrying with us for so long at least that is what that's what it did for me uh, i love how i could express my creativity within the kriyas uh, following the or the specific order of the kriyas i was able to to express myself and find my own creativity within it because maybe it's good to mention that i am a theater director that's what i studied so for me, it really felt like I was given a script and as a theater director, you, you are the one that gives an interpretation to the script. So the same theater play performed by two different theater groups can be completely different. So that's what I felt with the Kriyas as well. So that's what helped me to, to continue at that point. And yeah. I love it and I love it so much that we even decided to to start the online school together so that we could offer uh, a service for those who are living in remote areas or who don't like to sit with the manual at home and like to practice along with a video and uh, to, to um, create the, the opportunity to find more depth through the sadhanas and the guidance that we give with the sadhanas yeah it was it is something that i really really love to do and i love to share um so in and so so much even that i that i in the first place and then tim also joined is that i wanted to become a teacher trainer so i first of all started with a teacher training process uh, with uh, amrit nam saravar the school of karta singh because i did my whole level two uh, training there and funnily enough between brackets uh, I quit there because he got a, uh, accused of uh, inappropriate behavior with his students and he decided to step out of the KRI and at that point in time I felt like oh my god 
this is not where I want to continue my training at now. So I stopped and I just left the teacher training for what it was. And then a few years later, we met Simrit and we had a beautiful connection. And I felt again that I wanted to embark on that path of becoming a teacher trainer. And that's where my second, during the first teacher training and the second teacher training that we gave, again, I was confronted with the questions that deep down inside of me were still there. Uh, because you're sitting in front of a group and you're telling people about the history of Kundalini Yoga, you're telling people about Yogi Bhajan, who, what he, who he was, how Kundalini Yoga came to the West. And I had a lot of questions about that. So I felt kind of uncomfortable saying things I wasn't sure of. And we had great discussions with Simrit about this. And she always told me, you don't have to say anything you don't agree with, anything you don't feel 100% sure about. So that was wonderful. We had a really open space, but still the questions were left unanswered. And at that time I send an email to someone whom I come across in one of the books that I've, or one of the things that I've read it was actually in that book, Trilo Chan Singh, the, the, the sick man, um, Sikhs, I should say. Uh, so I, I emailed this American guy who was there right at the beginning to ask him if he was willing to talk to me about, um, what had happened at that time, because I knew he had left and everything. And within a few hours, I got the reply, just leave the past, the past, and don't look back. So for me, that wasn't the answer I was looking for. So again, I decided to continue because I, I, put, I, I, could, I can really sense the, the beauty of the practice, what it means to people, what it means to me. But still my, he my heart was burdened with these doubts and yeah, somewhere deep inside of me, I was praying for an answer. And then the Premka book came. <laughs> so yeah, in a way it felt like the answer to my prayer because I didn't know where to go with all my questions. And um, for some of you who are doing Kundalini Yoga already for a long time, you might be aware there is this individual called Gursan Singh, who has been, uh, uh, some people say he's trolling the Kundalini Yoga community with his stories about Yogi Bhajan, what happened in 3HO and that 3HO was a cult and uh, that people who sh should know who Yogi Bhajan really was and all these things. and. A lot of people in the Kundalini Yoga community were actually saying that don't pay attention to this man. He's just frustrated because he thought he was going to be the next Yogi Bhajan and he didn't get to be the next Yogi Bhajan. So just ignore him. Uh, and all of a sudden, yeah, I mean, he was like the only man who was talking about it and people were ridiculing him and slandering him and not taking him serious. So. I really didn't know where to go with these questions. So for me, the, the book was, um, yeah, it was a big relief. So we were in India when it came out. So first there was only the hard copy. And then within a month, I guess there was the Kindle version also. Right. So beginning of, I'm not sure. I just know that we had the Kindle version yeah. and we started to read it. Yeah. 
I read it like all in one day and <laughs> it was tough, but it was also such a relief for me to read all the things that I was suspecting and feeling deep within me that weren't right. I was right about that. And um, so maybe I can yeah, share my story. Share your story. So. I mean, and then we come together at the book, The Revelation. I mean, I started Kundalini Yoga. I'm a trained psychologist and I was looking for a, uh, well, I was, I had this question and I wanted to bring yoga meditation together in my one-on-one -on -one, uh, practice with clients. And then I did a yoga therapy training where we went in depth with um, Ayurveda, with Chinese medicine and Kundalini Yoga. I didn't know what Kundalini Yoga was, but there it was and it was just bullseye. You know, it really stroked me and, it, and I was blown away by it and I, and I really um, had found it. So I started to practice a lot, did a lot of sadhanas, was fully engaged, uh, met Marike, we were full-time... Engaged. Engaged. <laughs> no, we're not engaged. <laughs> Doing Kundalini Yoga engagements. Um, and that worked out fine. It was just beautiful. And of course, I was there when Marike had their doubts in 2015. And but at that time, I just couldn't really relate to it. What Marika was sharing about the Weko Jekko website of Gurusan, it's a bit far out when you're so in it and you've just noticed you're, in, you're fully kind of enthusiastic about this man telling you all these interesting um, or things, but also sharing these Kriyas that are so effective um, at that time. And... It's beautiful written down so I, I can work with them perfectly. So I went all the way without really questioning anything. Although the whole um, Sikhi, so with the turban, the white clothes, the beard and everything, it was one great experiment in a way. I just wanted to make that experience. Okay, you tell me I'll do it. You know, I want to know if it works or not. And that's how I went for it without really looking back. I mean, if you study, you are trained to be very critical and to doubt everything. There's this critical mind and I just wanted to discover this mystical part of life, you know, <laughs> and, Yogi, and Yogi Bhajan, but also Kundalini Yogi sh Yoga showed me this aspect of life. So I went all the way and I couldn't really I mean, I knew that Yogi Bhajan was a businessman also and he did a lot of other things and he was very controversial and I found that very inspiring in a way. And I, I mean, the allegations um, where he um, yeah, is accused of um, about women or with women, how do you say that? Like... Um, where he treated women disrespectful, just mentioned Abuse. ab abused women. Um, at that time, it didn't really hit me. It didn't really came close until now that the book came out. And for some reason, it just felt that um, it's the time to really take it serious. 
there was no way to, to go around it. I'm, I'm not sure why, but it just felt, for us at least, okay, we really have to look into this. And because it has been there for a while, we, we knew it, but for some reason I couldn't dive into it. But now was the time. The time was there. We were in Goa, we received the book, we had the time to read the book and to investigate. And um, yeah, then we can take it from there. So then we came home and then... Um, we had teacher training. We had a teacher training and that made it, in a way, it was very uncomfortable because there is the teacher training and we, we, we were quite uncertain about everything. So what do we do? Um, and what did we do is that, yeah, all we felt we can do is just to be honest, open the space and share and to make sure that everybody knows what is going on. Yeah, so we actually informed all the students beforehand, before the teacher training actually started, to make them aware of the book that had come out and this, the allegations that were coming to the light, uh, the stories uh, uh, the, the victims were sharing, and we wanted people to be aware of it and to really uh, allow them to make their own decision whether they still wanted to come to the teacher training or not. And at that time, we were still in India actually, when we sent out that email, I th thought I would be able to be there and to f rely on my connection to the practice and uh, share from there as I have been sharing for many years, even though I had my doubts and I had my, my questions and everything. I, I thought I could rely on that, but actually I couldn't. I really, I felt so shattered, uh, so during the teacher training I was present, but I told everyone I am here just as myself, Marika, I am not here as a teacher, I am here just to be present with all of you and with myself and what is coming to the light. And we had really beautiful talks about it, uh, I didn't teach at all uh, during that whole week. And uh, I actually decided to step out of the teacher training completely because I don't know what to do with that right now. So, yeah, that was a really, I mean, it all came to the surface and then we came back home and we were in the teacher training like that. So it was like an acceleration of the whole process. And then we actually left to Nepal because we were uh, going to uh, have, we thought we were going to have a two-week journey <laughs> in Nepal, but actually due to the coronavirus, we weren't able to, to continue the journey and we had to come back home. But um, there, of course, we were meeting with a group of people who were, yeah, make, going to make a journey with us and practice yoga. So I, for, for myself, I didn't feel comfortable teaching the Kriyas because I felt so torn inside. And like I said, if I feel that detour, if it's not coming from my heart, I can't do it. And uh, so what I did is I was just very honest and open about it with everyone. And what I shared with them was a complete improvisation. And... I could rely on my experiences of teaching Kundalini Yoga for almost 10 years and before that I practiced Hatha 
for almost 10 years and I also started the teacher training in Hatha Yoga which I did for one year so there was like this whole backpack of experience that I could rely on and I just tapped into my intuition I tapped into the space with everyone and I just shared whatever came and it was really really beautiful and it was so liberating for me to experience that wow I can teach without a Kriya <laughs> I can teach from my own experience and um, actually shared this in one of the Facebook groups where Kundalini Yoga teachers are meeting and looking for a way forward together I shared about my experience how beautiful it was for me to just tune in to the group to myself and just let it evolve and unfold and then it was so beautiful for me to receive a message from a, a man who uh, was present in the early days of 3HO Yogi Bhajan first starting to teach uh, he was there right from the beginning and he told me you know what <laughs> this is what we all did in the beginning there were no Kriyas as taught by Yogi Bhajan in the beginning he taught us the essentials and then he just sent us off to teach and we all made up our own Kriyas and maybe you can imagine how that felt for me it was like wow <laughs> big eye-opener and I've been really digging into a lot of things I've read so many things I also read like a 700 page biography about Yogi Bhajan written by one of his very loyal devotees about how everything came into being if you're interested in that you can leave a message believe and I will send you the link and what I understood from reading that is that everything that we kind of like felt was like written in stone just all along the way was coming into it like oh yeah now it's great you you're wearing white it looks really good on you actually everybody should wear white okay so then everybody started to wear right it's it's literally written like that in in this book and there was one man uh, who was told to become a, a carpenter because he needed to make some money so he started to uh, I don't know paint uh, furniture and he had long hair because he was a hippie and so that long hair was like hanging in the paint and it was really the the the, the wood you know when you scratch it you get this dust yeah so he was like getting it all in his hair and it was really annoying so he's like you know what I'm just gonna wrap my scarf around my head like like Yogi Bhajan wear like this thing on my head and Yogi Bhajan saw it and he's like wow you're wearing a turban that's great more people should start wearing a turban so then the turban came in and uh, yeah so it's like you know all these things that we consider like this is what Kundalini Yoga is taught by Yogi Bhajan is is something that happened naturally um, yes and I mean we've been also traveling like the last past few years every year we've been to India and we've been visiting the Golden Temple and really experienced which is a sacred place for the Sikhs um, 
So we wanted, I mean, I remember the first time I went there, I was there as a tourist. I walked around, I took some pictures and you I were not doing Kundalini I was not sorry. I was not doing any Kundalini yoga. I was, I just happened to be there and it was a golden temple. So I was like, all oh, right, interesting. Let's have a look. So I uh, <laughs> had my cap, not a turban or anything. I put my cap on and just went in, shot a few pictures, nice temple. And I walked out and 20 minutes later, later I was out. Um, first time. But then I came in and we started to do Kundalini Yoga and it, it's about the turbans and the Sikh history and we do Japji in the morning, which is the sacred text. Um, so I was um, ready to meet all my fellow Kundalini Yogis um, at the Golden Temple. I knew where it was. But then what happened is that the people we talked uh, to there they didn't really know what Kundalini Yoga was. And actually they told us that they, they don't practice yoga <laughs> at all in the sense that we are practicing it like Kundalini Yoga um, as taught by Yogi Bhajan. So there it already started to feel a bit like, huh? okay, so how do we relate to Sikhism then? And how does the, where does the yoga come from? And who is actually practicing yoga then? Um, all right, so, I mean, if you want to look into this more um, about the history, you have this research from Philip Dislip. It's interesting. There's also a full um, research uh, YouTube uh, presentation that he gives. It's on YouTube. If you want to know it, I think it's a good idea to just ask the question underneath this video and we can share, can the, share link. the link also. It is in depth, but it shows where it comes from. And at that time, we were already like, okay, how, how does this relate to Sikhi? And how is this religious part coming in? And where are the mantras coming from? And where is everything coming from? Although it feels beautifully and it is very effective, we were asking these questions. Where does it come from and how does it relate to um, our practice? So yeah, um, no Kundalini Yoga in India, um, yes. as taught by Yogi Bhajan. And most of the people don't know Yogi Bhajan in India as well. Um, and also this in the Sikh um, uh, community, he's not very well known as we thought um, coming from the West and um, well, and so on. So there are quite some uh, blank spots in the story about and the mystical part of Yogi Bhajan that I already, I mean, I wanted to know, but I couldn't find the answer, but I didn't have the time or I, there was no time to really look into it that time. But now this all coming up, we really took the time to sit down and to investigate and to really feel for us or to really feel like, how does this relate to us and what is real and what is not real. And yeah, so we were asking these questions and we took our investigation seriously. And then you also, yeah, you, we also started to see how the mystification of one person, one teacher, teacher is part of the whole structure. And especially when we do a teacher training, then you could really notice how it's all built around one person. Yeah. And the thing is that before I did Kundalini Yoga, I was quite in, or I was very intuitive and I started to teach 
yoga or let's say share yoga with my fellow students just because I loved it and I picked you mean stu uh, study uh, sorry my uh, university students yeah. so not the yoga students <laughs> but the, the university the guys students. you were living with right yes yeah and it went it, I really loved it and then when kundalini yoga came on my path I really made the focus because I thought okay I can find everything in kundalini yoga all the answers are there and that is also how it's set up but for some reason we we are coming to a well i would say realization for myself that i cannot find every answer in kundalini yoga as taught by yogi bhajan and that is the reason now why i personally feel that i give myself the space to open up and to yeah to to broaden my perspective without focusing only on kundalini yoga and kind of climb the ladder in a structure that um, doesn't feel right for me although I start started climbing at the moment I just feel that all right I respect where I am and then this corona virus lockdown really helped because yeah everything slowed down so we could really sit and go within um, and really feel like okay how do we relate to the teachings how do we relate to the practice and I love the practice for what it is and but I just open the space for more inspiration yeah I think we've been doing that all along but um, I guess what you mean is that we're not just sticking to it the way it was because we've been looking into other that's right. I, I mean, mean, we went yeah. to Muji, we're looking into Ramana Maharshi. Of course. There yes. are a lot of teachers that inspire us a lot all, all along these nine years that we've been practicing Kundalini Yoga. I mean, we were exploring a lot of things, but I think it's also beautiful to mention that because we've spent so much time in India, what you notice there is people have such a deep reference for their teachers, their, yeah. their Gurujis. They're like, their guru or their teacher is their everything and uh, as an individual what, what is really part of the culture there is that you can't achieve liberation if you don't have a teacher yeah. and for me that has been a big part also why I was so also so focused on Yogi Bhajan because I was looking for a teacher myself but I couldn't find the teacher because every single teacher that I found was like okay but uh, then uh, I, I was like projecting my ideas on of what a perfect teacher should be onto that person and then they did something or said something and I was like hang on a minute <laughs> you're just a human being like me so why teacher there was like I couldn't I couldn't surrender to a human being that was in the flesh so I projected all of that teacher idea onto Yogi Bhajan, who was no longer alive. So I could like paint this picture of him uh, and also listening to the stories of people that they were telling about him and how the way he's presented in the teacher training manual and everything is like, you know, the perfect teacher. So I've, 
And, and that's also why it was so, so painful for me because I really felt a deep connection to him. We didn't meet Yogi Bhajan in person No, we never all. met him. I mean, he died in 2004. And we started in 2011. Yes. But then everything you read and all the answers are given by him. So everything is written down, all the Kriyas are written down. So in a way, everything is pointing to him, which yeah. is very interesting. And I must say, we learned a lot. Of course. I mean, it, it was, I mean, I'm not the person I am at the moment without Yogi Bhajan and without the teachings. It's just that we, we are getting into this moment of time where we are um, continuing the school and continuing sharing our process uh, but also opening up for that mm. which resonates with our hearts completely and that is what we would like to share and yeah that is what we would like to share with you <laughs> because there's no other way we can do it no What's the point? Otherwise? So this is also why we're sharing this with you right now, because for us, and that's what also what we share, we're a bit less online. I mean, we did the meditation Mondays, fully engaged and devoted years. for two years. <laughs> but then this came in and then we just, we, we have to readjust and we have to check in and things are going to change. But at the same time, there's still the practice on our website and it's still valid. We've been practicing these Kriyas, we've been practicing these meditations and they are beautiful exercises that have a tremendous effect um, on your body-mind system. I mean, the mantras are um, beautiful sounds and they really help you to resonate your body in such a way that it can liberate you. Um, the exercises are there for you to, to move the prana, to move the energy, to make yourself stronger, to engage the muscles in the exercises, to do pranayama, to breathe consciously, to focus your mind. I mean, these are all beautiful exercises, but maybe you want to share a little bit about the investigation you do right now. What we notice is that all these exercises are coming from the yogic line, the yogic traditions. And we can find them in different places. In different schools. Which is very empowering because we know that what we are doing is actually... It's uh, not one big bogus thing. No. <laughs> which we already knew because it's working. You know, but I, I, I just want to add one thing uh, to before we go into that and then we'll go into the questions is um, like I said I felt this detour in my heart and I can't it's like uh, a crooked line and my mind would like to make that line straight so it, it can work again but my, my my heart will not allow it so I can push and push and push with my mind but it's not gonna work so what I realized through improvising in Nepal through that command of that teacher through uh, who told me that's what we all did in the beginning through reading other people sharing about that there all of a sudden I woke up one morning and I was like wow I can see it now <laughs> Yogi Bhajan gave us something tremendously powerful in his ways in his in his kriyas and I 
don't want to change these kriyas. I don't feel it's my job to change these kriyas. That's not what I want to do. But I can look into the elements that are in these kriyas, like uh, the notes in a music, uh, in, in a, uh, the notes in a music piece. You have these different notes and together they create a melody. So I can take these notes, I can look into these notes, I can learn much more about uh, these notes and then I can start to create my own music. Or not my own music, but I can create new music. And I, I also felt uh, the comparison is quite accurate with like you have a story and the story is written with all these different words. So in order, if you, if you cut all these words out, you can create with the same words, you can create a whole new story. So you're not throwing the notes out, you're not throwing the words out, but I am now allowing myself, we are now allowing ourselves to create something new out of it. Not new in the sense we work with the same elements, we work with the same techniques that we know that work, but we can, can, or give, we can share them in a new order, in an order that is aligned with who we are in this moment, with the energy of this moment, where we are in our de development now, what we feel in connection to the group that we work with. So I just wanted to show you a little bit what I've been doing. Uh, and uh, it's actually funny because I'm sharing you, that's, I was sharing that example about uh, a story and cutting it and then creating a new story. When I was studying theater, there was uh, an assignment where we had to uh, create, create our own version of a Greek tragedy, tragedy, uh, Antigone. And uh, I actually copied the script on big pages like this and I started to cut out the se sentences and the words and uh, scotch, uh, put, uh, glue them on other pieces of paper to create my own version of that, of that play. And I'm, then I, I thought, let me just do the same approach with the kriyas. Let me see the, the elements of the kriyas, take them apart and then understand what we're working with so that we can work from there. So I have uh, copied six manuals. I've worked all my way through the first one, um, really taking each and every exercise and categorizing them into the different uh, things that you can do on your knees, <laughs> sitting in the Brandrasana or, uh, you know, uh, with the, the lifted off the floor with the belly towards the ground, lifting up the legs. All the different exercises are there from the first, from the teacher training manual. And each and every exercise, I looked it up in different sources and like almost all of them are traceable. So what we work with is very valid. Uh, if some of you are having doubts about that, you don't have to doubt about it. It's, it's proper yoga <laughs> because some people say, yeah, but Yogi Bhajan made it all up. It's all blah, blah, blah. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what we all do, right? 
yoga was at one point made up by someone. <laughs> um, but uh, in order to stay true to myself, to my heart, I feel at this point in time, I want to give myself the space to do this exploration, to, uh, to share from there and uh, step out of Yogi Bhajan's signature. But we keep working with what we love so much about Kundalini Yoga, the repetitive, the repetitive motions, the breathing, the chanting, the moving, the dynamics, everything that we love about Kundalini Yoga, we can still work with that. And um, yeah, I think it's a sign of the times that we are now invited as individuals to, to really start to rely on our own, our, our own inner teacher, truly, really recognize that that teacher is within us. And of course, we need to have experience. Of course, we need to understand what we're working with, but we can train that. We can, we can work to get these skills and then we can also break that um, old paradigm of a master and uh, a student in the sense that is very, very tricky because a Yogi Bhajan couldn't be a master all by himself, you know. All the people around him uh, put him in that position. Without these people, there was, there was no Yogi Bhajan, the master. So... We also, and that's another very important aspect of what we're going through right now, is we also really need to look at ourselves. We also, we, we've been through so much of our own shit, to put it nicely. <laughs> and we really recognized how we gave our power away. And, and, and sometimes, yes, we need to obey. Sometimes we need to listen. We need to listen to someone giving us instructions so we can break free from our mind that is continuously telling us what to do. We need to investigate our own mind. We need to investigate these relationships. We need to investigate, investigate these power structures. But, I've, but what we feel, what I feel that right now, this is happening for a reason. And we are invited to really start to trust ourselves for real. <laughs> and it has been very painful over the past few months, but it has also been so beautiful and so liberating. Uh, someone wrote, it's really like the Phoenix is arising from the ashes. And I can assure you, oh, I don't think I can say this without crying, but that's how it feels. This, this structure that we've been living for the past nine months, uh, sorry, nine years. I, yesterday, I told you this, I compared it to a cocoon that the caterpillar constructs around himself. So he's protected to develop itself in a secure surrounding. It can become that beautiful butterfly. But at one point in time, the butterfly needs to break out. And it needs to spread its own wings and fly. And I feel that that's what we're doing right now. And I think we are all invited to do that as a human species. Yeah, that's basically the thing. And once you feel that, there, you can't go back into your cocoon anymore. <laughs> no.
you can't put your wings like this and try to go back into the cocoon it doesn't work so we don't know what is coming next we don't have we know from our hearts that what we share and what we do and what we create is really from our deepest sense of self and our authenticity and from our love for yoga from our love to you for you and we trust that and we trust that the way forward will uh, unfold herself and we will find a way through and it's going to be amazing it's going to be really really beautiful this i know for sure i can really feel that from deep deep within so yeah that's our story <laughs> oh, wow <laughs> and what relates to this let's say short little story in the bigger picture in the whole universe it really wakes us up you know there's a lot going on on the world right now we're going through a great shift yes. and we're tuned into this and we're doing a lot of work um, for ourselves um, so a this is clearing. a lot of clearing we use a lot i mean the techniques that we've been trained in they work <laughs> also because that's how we are able to clear our system now and for some reason that's the time that's also why we're not so much online because we are just cocooning um, as butterflies, as butterflies <laughs> to really have the strength and the light to to make that shift and we can't spread our i just feel for myself i need to contain the yeah. energy so I, I can't just go out now it's not the time for that yeah. and we've been investigating a lot we can't share everything with you although we would love to but it's in our hearts it's the free space that we um, that we are creating for ourselves um, the love for ourselves, the self-care and that is what we would like you to um, yeah we, we like you to how you say to to make that journey together and yes. to share what we have experienced and basically that is all what we can do and what we um yeah love doing the most so a sip of your tea yes thanks um okay so let's make it a bit practical um if we haven't come a few people uh, send us some questions about the way forward and how we look at things i think some and of the them and the way we look <laughs> and the way we look um, <laughs> so yeah let's answer these questions if we didn't answer them uh, already but anyway so there's one question should i read them out yeah what would be a good way forward for someone who just finished their teacher training not completely grounded in the old ways yet not direction yet no direction to move forward within these teachings in a new way i think um what we what we just explained is we've been doing these kriyas for almost 10 years nearly 10 years and up till recently we did them every day so there is no harm in these kriyas totally not so 
uh, I think with all that is shifting now already and what is being shared and the openness that is coming into the community as well, uh, the old way is already not the old way anymore. Already that field, the frequency, I don't know, it sounds a little bit woo-woo. But there's but so many <laughs> dedicated teachers yeah, that come from teachers. a pure heart and they just are so willing to share their best yes. and to guide you along on this journey to guide themselves and that's what we do we we would love to share and to to hold space for a loving community for a loving presence for a loving frequency um, in the world right now where there's a lot of fear where there's a lot of uncertainty a lot of depression anxiety simply because things are changing and what kundalini yoga gave us is this certainty and it really you're able to deal with the circumstances and to hold ground. Yeah. So if you are in this moment now, I would say just um, surrender in the fact that we're right now in transition, in transition and use the techniques that resonate with you um, with dedication, with devotion and just be, stay honest to you. When it works, it works. And if you love the mantra and when it brings it, when it brings you to tears, then cry your eyes out, sing that mantra and go for it. You know, that's the way forward. And that's how you are relating to it. If it doesn't really resonate with you at the moment and you want to do something else, then respect that for yourself also. I think it's also very important uh, for all of us to acknowledge that this is a process and it goes step by step. I mean, there is no new way all of a sudden and there is no new way that is the same for everyone. Once again, the way we want to continue is the way we want to continue, but that doesn't necessarily mean that other teachers who keep practicing the Kriyas are staying in the old way and that is not a good thing. No. The, the people we know, the teachers that we've met are beautiful people who really share from their heart and share with a pure intention. And that is the most important thing. So if you have a beautiful teacher near you where you love to go for your Kundalini yoga classes and it still feels right to go, then go. There is no, no use to stop. Uh, if that doesn't feel that what you, if, if you don't feel a reason for yourself to stop. If, however, it doesn't feel right for you, then give yourself the time to explore and investigate. But you can also ask the teacher and, yeah. and talk about it. Talk about it. Because so for many important. teachers, it's very uncertain. It's uncertain ground. For some, it's okay. Um, they, but for, I mean, it's a wobbly situation, this whole transition. So instead of keeping it all for yourself, keep communicating and check Please. and ask questions if you can't if we cannot ask yogi bhajan we have long talks with other teachers around just to make sure that we can clarify it and there are other people who walk around with the same questions in the sangat or in the kundalini yoga community and they do they also do their research and this is how we share and how we yeah come to a common ground or not I think what you say right now is so valuable because like I shared, I had all these questions and I didn't really know who to talk to 
about them, but now it's so out in, out in the open and we can really talk to each other about it. And that is so, so great because that is how we can heal and that is how we can transform it. So yeah, talk to your teachers, talk to your yogi friends, share, share from your heart. That is the new way. The new way is that we can be totally honest and open about it. And that yes. is really amazing. Yogi Bhajan did, I mean, whatever, everything that comes up now is, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot. It's, um, it, it's quite something. But if you look around at our society at the moment, everything that is coming up now is quite something. There's a lot of shadows. There's a lot of darkness in our society that we don't look at. We're not able to look at it. But for some reason, times are changing and suddenly things are coming up. People have a voice. On social media, people have a voice. Whether you agree with them or not, but there is a voice. So things are moving, things are coming up, things are coming into the light. How do you relate to it? Are you, well, how do you relate to it? And then a yoga or meditation practice can very much help you to be stable and to be with it and to feel, yes. feel, <laughs> feel, feel what comes up. <laughs> And yes, it, it might bring you, to, bring you to tears or you might have to walk around in the park because you're so furious about whatever comes up. Believe but, me, we've done that many times. But this is, <laughs> this is what comes up now. So a lot is moving um, and, find, and see, yeah, find a way to relate to the teachings. Be honest and find a way that works for you. Yeah, and also... You know what really was a big what was really liberating for me was the way we were told we were not allowed to change the kriyas and also that was one of the things that you need to agree to when you sign the teacher's oath and i looked into many lectures of yogi bhajan where he says if you change something in the teachings you're going to be a cockroach in your next life of course i didn't believe that but there was it, do, it doesn't feel nice so I think we can, I mean, especially when you're just starting to teach, don't start to do your own thing right away in front of a group. Trust that the Kriyas work, but for yourself at home, you can explore. You can explore into uh, how you can share uh, with yourself through the, through the exercises and the sequences. Just look into the asanas like I did. You don't have to copy them and cut them out, of course, but you can look into different asanas and explore for yourself. There is absolutely no harm in that. And what was the biggest revelation for you guys regarding the structure, teachings, and how are you inspired to move forward? I think we covered it, no? Yes, I think that's, that's what we covered. The biggest revelation for me was that I can allow myself to work with the ingredients and the way forward uh, yeah, is very inspiring to, to explore and learn more how we can uh, work with these ingredients. Yes, it's a, it's a, it's a large toolbox that very we large. have trained ourselves in um, and yeah. There's a time for everything. 
where I'm at a time now where I really would love to or I can enjoy that silence and to go within more and more to really make that journey and Kundalini Yoga is so powerful to kind of break down the older let's say the outside structures to really allow yourself to be with yourself and to find and to find more peace within to discover your deeper consciousness day by day more and more and I think another nice thing to mention is, is that we make music. <laughs> I'm learning to play the harmonium. I finally have the time to do that. I love singing. So I really look forward to share more of that also in the online school and in my classes or in the retreats. Tim is a great drummer, so he's, uh, he, he finds it very hard to admit that, but he is. And uh, so we're looking into ways how we can create more music ourselves. So that's really inspiring too. Um, so one of the strengths of Kundalini Yoga is that creativity is about expression. I feel, and you feel too, I know for sure. It's very much about feeling your emotion, do weird stuff, and to really work with the body so you're able to express, to feel emotions, and to use your voice um, to be comfortable. We've been wearing turbans a lot, um, as a research, as an investigation and not just as research also because it felt good because it felt good because it's it was lovely to wear it um, but at the moment I simply don't feel like wearing it maybe it comes back, maybe it doesn't but I don't feel somebody can oblige me or tell me that I have to wear a turban to be myself and that is some that is a feeling within that I respect at the moment and at but the I think it's good to also bring a bit of nuance into that because ne no one ever told us that you can only be yourself with a turban on your head that's also fine you need to that's look into okay. your own so for <laughs> me the turban is a was a good investigation in getting to know myself, the <laughs> ideas, the beliefs I have about myself <laughs> and the belief, the ideas I have about other, how do you say that? How I think others see me yeah. and that whole process, it does a lot. It's a beautiful process to, to look as different than people, other people in society and how you deal with that it's a really great thing to explore i i mean i have no regrets whatsoever about uh, the past nine years i am absolutely grateful for what we've lived and all the experiences that we had and i recognize the beauty in it and i am 100 percent grateful for it no doubt but now, absolutely but yeah. there are i mean situations or just um well, decisions that, what to say? I mean, I bring this topic up, the turban, because it is something that people ask. Um, yeah, you were did, you, of course we did it because we were shown and uh, you're invited to cover your head when you teach and you see a lot of people in the Kundalini Yoga community who yeah. do it. So you, you copy it, like just how it went in the beginning. Exactly. But, but for me it was a research and at the moment I don't feel like wearing it and I'm capable of meditating without something on my head and that really? just 
Yes, and so for me that feels okay. Even teaching, it feels okay. So again, I feel I give myself the permission to do it. If you feel like wearing it, or you want to investigate it, or you find it weird that I'm not wearing it, that's fully okay. All fine. Um, so I don't want to make a big deal out of it. It's nice to wear it, but if you don't want to, please don't. Um, and there's the, also the question, um, what is the weakness of Kundalini Yoga? And what is the strength? Yes. Well, I was having a beautiful discussion last week with a lady who wants to interview me for her podcast. And it came actually down to something this specific person also referred to is it's, it's a paradox. What I find the beauty, the strength of Kundalini Yoga is that we, we, we look for the limits uh, and we try to, um, expand these limits so we can break free free from our limitations that i find is the the beauty but at the same time it's a tricky point because uh, you can also push yourself too much and bring yourself into a situation where you keep pushing yourself because you think you need to keep up you have to keep up you need to push through it's it's a very masculine energy and that is something that i actually realized also through my research over the past months is that actually originally yoga was designed by men for men and uh, i under when i look when i when i read that and i look back uh, some pieces of the puzzle for me dropped into place and I feel right now, for me, it's also a beautiful invitation to invite more softness, more femininity, uh, yeah, more gentleness, and more relaxation. So I'm also do doing yoga nidra now, and wow, it's a, there's a whole universe opening for me because I have a very mas masculine energy. I'm like, go, 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 go! So, <laughs> maybe you've noticed that before. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it's the balance. Yeah. It's the balance between these two. And I think that's um, beautiful. Yeah. I'm inviting that in. Very good. Um, So there is a, uh, it was not really a question, but it's about the neutral mind aspect and, the, and how does yoga strengthen our moral compass instead of breaking it down? Um, so I think this I is, think you need to yes, explain that a bit, this right? is in um, contact, no, this is in, I think what you mean is that if you do, one of the aims of doing yoga and meditation is to train the neutral mind, to awaken Yes, the but mind. this is due to, I mean, with the allegations of, I mean, a lot of um, information is coming out. There are a lot of opinions and there's, how do we deal with positive, negative? And there is in Kundalini Yoga, we use the, the model where there is a positive, a negative and a neutral mind. 
and we often look at the neutral mind in a way where we uh, think that we just have to act neutral and don't react and basically just accept the situation as it is and don't allow yourself to be influenced by the situation um, and to hold things kind of under the surface but this is not what what is meant with the neutral mind and I think the training of awakening the neutral mind um, as explained in Kundalini Yoga starts by allowing everything to be seen in the field in the fullness of it so what happens now for example is that there is this light we've been focusing on all the positivity of Yogi Bhajan and he was the guru and at least this is how we were relating to it and we were looking at the goodness and the, and the, all beauty. the beauty of the practice and the effectiveness and all that other stuff it was like the shed in the shadow we knew there was something but we didn't look at it and well, we did. well we did look at it but yeah. it was there there was, we, we we were not i don't know for some reason it was not coming up to the surface but now 2020 for some reason we have also the hashtag me too um, globally and there's a lot of darkness coming up now so how are we able to hold that in our space and are we able to see the good and the bad and then allow them both to move through your system and then stay um, how you say stay connected or be conscious about what how to relate to it so you allow space to let it move and i think there that's a, that's a, a real practice to train and to really look at the the positive and the negative at the same time without uh, choosing one side to be right or wrong but it doesn't mean that you can't react sometimes you just feel drawn to one side and it makes you angry and it makes you frustrated and you feel sadness or you go to the other side and you just feel blissful and you feel beautiful and bountiful and <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it is all there and I think it's our invitation now in these times to allow yourself to express, to feel the emotion. To be human. And to be human as Yogi Bhajan was human and he is just showing these dark sides of us into the light. And to really look within and to see how you relate to, to it. Yeah, and that's your moral compass. And that's where the moral compass comes in. And, and, if you, you, and you find it through feeling, well, not through a fake neutral mind. Exactly. <laughs> so to become real and to yes. really feel and use the body and to express yourself when needed and to allow the tears so the energy can move. And when that is moving, then there will come a time that not so much is moving. And then after a while, there's a lot coming up and moving again, and then there's less moving. I can say that these past few months where I really allowed myself to feel everything was a very, very deep spiritual experience. And it was so healing. Yes. And I didn't do any meditation for it. I just allowed myself to be present with everything that wanted to be acknowledged. 
And that is actually why you do your practice in the first place, according to me. <laughs> yes, if you look in the yogic philosophy, you have the yamas and the niyamas, which are, is like moral advice, moral direction, how to be kind, how to kind of behave in your day-to-day -day living in such a way that it doesn't um, cause harm. It doesn't cause harm and it uh, enhances your sattvic qualities. But that's a practice in itself. And yoga, as we know it, is just this little part of exercises and meditations. But it's too much to go into this now. So, but how does yoga strengthen our moral compass instead of breaking it down? Feeling. Feel what is going on. Be true to yourself. Whenever you notice your attention is drifting out, when you're not real, when you're telling a lie, even though it's just a little one, grab yourself and bring your attention back. And then this is a good invitation now when you see the news, when you see the information regarding Yogi Bhajan, regarding coronavirus, regarding, regarding anything. All right, um, I'm not sure if there's any more. Do you have any thoughts about future trainings with all things considered? So for us, looking to the future with uh, future te teacher, training. teacher training is, um, yes, of course, we have thoughts about a future, te uh, future teacher training. Um, although we, the way we go forward is that we will not um, host a Kundalini Yoga teacher training as taught by Yogi Bhajan through the Kundalini Yoga Research Institute anymore. Um, for us it doesn't resonate to work in the structure um, in that way. So yes we have thoughts of continuing a teacher training but it's too fragile, it's too uh, green. green to go forward there now we're still in this process of moving forward at least keep exploring. moving exploring what are the possibilities but this is how it feels right for us um, at this moment in time so we can't give uh, more direction about that or information about that um, did you continue to school Yes, <laughs> yes, we move, we go, we continue with this. I mean, this is how we continue in Kundalini Yoga school. Um, Kundalini Yoga is the yoga of awareness and the Kundalini system, the model that we work with um, is valid in many, many, many yoga styles, many yoga traditions, the Vedic traditions, they talk about Kundalini energy. This Kundalini awareness is, is very potential. <laughs> it's very much um, present in our body, mind and spirit. So we continue this investigation and research and we'd love to share with you um, what we find and I mean the postures and the, you know, the breath, mantra and mudra, uh, it doesn't belong to anyone, it's universal. So uh, of, 
we want to continue with that for sure. <laughs> um, uh, tuning in and closing. Yeah, so for me at this point in time, uh, I know the, 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 the meaning or the translation of the Adi Mantra, Om Namo Gurudev Namo, is very uh, universal in the sense that it helps us to connect to the teacher within. But um, energetically, for me, and again, this is very personal, so don't take this as something that you need to do or you can't do. But for me, as an individual, at this point in time, I don't feel I want to chant that mantra because, like I said, I want to step out of Yogi Bhajan's signature and uh, allow myself the space and time to work with what is here right now. So uh, what I do now is I either just sit and through the intention, connect with myself with the breath or I chant Om. Um, but it's, it's also very beautiful to investigate that for yourself, your attachment to this, let me speak for myself, my attachment to this mantra, the belief that it doesn't work if I don't chant the mantra, uh, the, belief of the, the, the idea that I have to do it, all these things I've been dealing with over the past months. So for now, I just want freedom for myself. <laughs> Yes, so we um, also give you the freedom. You are free to You're do free what you want. You're free to do it and we just say that this is how we relate to this mantra. Um, it, it, yeah, so that's the freedom you have as well. Um, so there is a question about on a practical level, how is the master plan going to continue? So the master plan is continuing. We set out <laughs> this, this, this year doing the master plan, the curriculum, and due to the coronavirus, due to the allegations, things, well, not really the allegations, to be, uh, to be honest, but mostly coronavirus already, we needed to be flexible. Um, and we're still going strong on the master plan. This is, um, we take it as it comes and... But on a very practical level, all the sadhanas that we've planned are going to continue just the way we have planned them. Uh, they are, uh, the dates are set. Uh, we are going to give our all and our best in the guidance emails. We're going to make sure that you're going to have a wonderful experience with us. And I just want to say that besides the Kriyas that we have already recorded that are on the website now and that we're not taking down, they're staying on the website, we're not gonna take them off. Uh, and the sadhanas that we've planned, all the videos are already recorded. Not all of them are yet online, but they're already recorded. So we will share these kriyas and meditations too. But I will also use my research and the time I have now to uh, also share other practices with you that are in alignment with the sadhanas that are coming in the future. So not for all the sadhanas that are now online, but uh, all the sadhanas that are coming up in the rest of this year. I will also offer you an alternative and then you can choose which you want to do or maybe you, you don't like what I do and you want to do the Kriya or maybe you like them both and then you can uh, inter-exchange. I mean, what I feel right now is that we can open the doors 
and explore in a new way together. Basically, we give you more. We give you more. <laughs> because we have been there. I mean, and we've already been um, looking into different uh, teachers um, during this or with different sadhanas. We had Rumi, we had the teachings of the masters, which are like 11 different masters that we looked into how we all relate to the same thing. Yeah. Um, and we have this not this practical knowledge and the tools of kundalini yoga we've been using them and we still keep using them yes. um, but we open the door wider the upcoming awaken the, the buddhi mind sadhana there's a lot of knowledge in the vedic scriptures about ayurveda which is the knowledge um, from india from where yoga and meditation actually um, derived. are derived so we are going to look into that uh, more my psychological background i want to look into the research that is going on in the psychology psychology field at the moment because yoga meditation becomes more popular um, in the scientific field so we're keeping engaging and we just bring in more information it's going to become much richer so yeah we continue with the master plan and um, yeah, that's how we move forward. No too much dogmas. Yes, basically there's less dogma in like one, but we open up and we invite so many dogmas that there's no dogma. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just allow everything to move in and to... Um, I mean, what it comes down to, That right? what resonates. Yes, what it comes down to is that we can be ourselves. Yes. And that's what we really want to dedicate ourselves to. And yeah, open that space and that will be our most important approach. Will you keep going Meditation Monday? We will come back. We will come back with Meditation Monday. But as I was sharing... You need to give us some time. Yes. Yeah. You will. We will show up online. For real. For, for real. sure. But um, like again, they're there again. <laughs> yes, it's going to be like that again. Exactly. <laughs> We're happy to share. Um, but at the moment, we just feel like, okay, we need a little more uh, containment, um, at least for myself. And that, um, yeah, to come for out For sure, stronger. we're going to come back. Um, I think this is basically it. Yeah. For now. Um, we talked a lot. We were very happy to share this with you. It yep. was exciting. Um, I also realized it is exciting. I also realized that for us, it's been a huge thing because the last few months, this has really been continuous movement and investigation and feeling and then a lot happened so maybe for you it, it's not such a big deal we also understand that but this is the what's the the inner work for us to be able to bring it to the next level where we want to take it and <sighs> well basically where life wants to take it so Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, really yeah. thank you so much. 
Uh, once again, we were deeply touched by all the beautiful messages we've received uh, after sharing our, uh, after our coming out. It really felt like a coming out yeah. <clears throat> on Sunday and on Monday on social media. But uh, yeah, it, and I think what you can see if you read all the responses on the Facebook page or on Instagram is that it's a sign of the times. This is what life is asking us now, where life is asking us to grow up and play <laughs> at the same time. Can you get, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, so there is like, a, we're, as, we're being asked to be more mature, to think for ourselves, to feel for ourselves and to trust in, on ourselves. And, uh, but at the same time, we're being invited to play and to enjoy and to share and to, to, to connect with each other through the beautiful practice of Kundalini Yoga. So we're very dedicated to continue with that and um, we are going to give it all our best and we are totally here for you, 100%. And I'm also 100% here for you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm also there for you. Yeah, it's uh, magical to do it together. To um, one plus one becomes five. <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> so, thank you. Have a wonderful evening. Um, we see each other online in your inbox. And um, we love you very, very much. Yes, we love you. And... Namaste. Namaste. Thank you very much.